Welcome to episode 304 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. I am Ollie Spake and I am joining this week from Dharawal Country. And I am Melissa Ellis and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri Country. Ah, welcome home, Ollie. You had a very late return to Australia last night, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did return a little later than planned, not much later, uh, just your standard you know, small delay here and there, which extended my trip. So I'll take that as a positive. So you didn't end up just extra hours at the airport then? <laughs> well, yeah, more or less at the airport. Each airport on the plane, not quite in the hotel pool. So yeah, probably uh, it's stretching it to call it too much of a positive. But hey, yeah, I'm sure many people have had much, much longer disruptions than my two hours. It was just felt by, more so by my children than I, who felt like they were getting home at 4am this morning. Ah, that's rough, but I trust it was a good trip. It was a wonderful trip. Yeah, it's pretty hard to complain when you're in tropical weather with little to do except to chase your kids around a pool and uh, enjoy a bit of relaxation. And I trust you got some notties. I saw you were out at 8am on Saturday mornings. You missed two (laughs) park runs. Well, you know, I had one job and that was to to know what I was actually doing. So I really only missed one park run, believe it or not. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. So mistakenly, yeah, two episodes ago, I claimed that I was going to be missing park run. Little did I know, I had no idea whatsoever. (laughs) I was going to park run. So two park runs ago, I volunteered as photographer and had the... Yeah, had the joy of a nice sunny morning and a lot of first-timers and visitors, which we seem to be getting quite a lot of, which is wonderful given the warmer turn in the season. But, yes, this weekend just gone, I was overseas in a non-parkrun country called Fiji. So I uh, I had to make it up myself. Set a scene for me, Ollie. I've never been to a tropical oasis before. <laughs> What's it like? It was lovely and warm. Yeah, it's that temperature, mid-20s, reasonable humidity, quite a bit of sunshine, lots of palm trees, and really just a nice balmy feeling. Do they do that thing with the towels where they make the little, you know, fold them up and make animals? Mm, Not so. Not not like some of the other hotels and, and cruises that you might come across where they do that. You know, the service is lovely. The people are wonderful. Uh, a lot of you know, friendly people, obviously, around around the hotel. But as you jog down or walk down paths and, and roads, um, it's, it's just lovely to be greeted by many friendly faces. And obviously, tourism is a, is a big industry there. And everyone is happy to have tourism booming again. Well, at least everyone I have met and spoken with. And I did take the opportunity to chat with a, a, a lot where I could, but just really quite pleasant. Fantastic. And I did keep my streaking up and I was determined to make the most of Saturday morning. I'd been squeezing in a few late streaks of walks around the resort early in the trip, but you know, come Saturday, it was out at 8 a.m., I did decide to launch my park run from the side of the pool <laughs> uh, <laughs> to make sure I had a towel waiting for me at the end of the yeah, end of the park run and head out from the resort and, and down 
really one of the main, well, the main road on Denarau Island, which is about 20 minutes drive from Nandi, which is the main centre and, and the international airport on the west of the main island, Viti Levu. Denarau Island is actually a, a human-built landscape where it was formerly mangroves and purchased in the in the late 1960s and a lot of resorts and golf course built out on it to, to fill up the space so as you can imagine uh, well, well manicured gardens and you know a nice path along the side of the road there so I headed out along the road and followed that all the way around to the entrance to the island where there's a security gate and a bridge turned around and uh, more or less it was an out and back with a little bit of extra just to make sure I reached the 5Ks. In fact, I overdid it and did 5.1, but we never <laughs> complain about extra parkrun metres. So it was a nice experience. I wasn't joined by anyone. My family stayed in bed and come the end of it, I was very happy to get into the pool. Excellent. Did it have one of those swim-up bars where you can just get a cocktail? Because that would be the perfect brunch. I didn't go straight to brunch in that sense. I actually <laughs> went to breakfast straight after the pool. Uh, oh. But then I did go to brunch after that. <laughs> Grabbed my armoured latte and went and jumped in the pool and then hit the cocktails. Sounds fun. And I was very pleased to wear my ugly singlet as well to tick that off my list. Good work. I hope you can stay awake for the rest of the episode. Yeah, I do apologise. I'm sure I sound pretty pretty tired and struggling with words, but it is good to be back and it's good to be catching up on things. Uh, look, I have to say, Mel, um, I haven't listened to the whole episode and I really apologise, but it was lovely to listen to Simon and yourself last week and, and wasn't it nice to to catch up with the Quizmaster himself? So thank you so much, Simon, for stepping in and doing a wonderful job in hosting last week's episode. He did do a great job. Yes, he did. I was very impressed. Not like the amateur who's back this week, yeah. <laughs> Goodness. You can cut all that out, Ollie. Don't worry. No one will know. <laughs> not at all, not at all. But Mel, while I was away, you were on an adventure of your own. How was it? Where did you go? Well, Ollie, strap yourself in. Have I got a have I got a report for you? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, as mentioned last week, Paul Zoe and I went on a family road trip to Parks on the traditional lands of the Wiradjuri people. Parks is a town in the central west region of New South Wales, which is located on the Australian Transcontinental Railway Line and the Newell Highway, which links Victoria to Queensland. It is 355 kilometres west of Sydney and approximately 750 kilometres north-northwest from where we live in the outer west of Melbourne. <laughs> Parks was originally known as Bushman's but was renamed in December of 1873 after Henry Parks made a visit. Sir Henry Parks was instrumental in Australia becoming a unified and federated country. In the 1870s gold rush, Parks gained significant attention and was also the location of a RAAF station and fuel depot during World War II and is a sister city with Coventry in the UK, birthplace of Sir Henry Parks. Mm. However, our attraction to visit Parks was the Parks Radio Telescope, which sits 20 kilometres north of the town. The telescope is a 64-metre diameter parabolic dish used for radio astronomy and was built in 1961. While it's not a NASA facility, the telescope has frequently been used to receive signals from NASA spacecraft and was a prime receiving station for the Apollo 11 mission and the emergency that occurred during Apollo 13. The telescope works day and night, 
through rain and cloud and is used by 300 researchers each year with more than 40% being from overseas. The Australian movie The Dish was loosely based on the park's telescope's role in the 1969 moon landing. However, as is the case with many movies, you can't let the truth get in the way of a good yarn. In reality, there was no power failure. The telescope did not lose track of the spacecraft. The Prime Minister visited Honeysuckle Creek, not Parks. The first few minutes of the televised broadcast came from Honeysuckle Creek and no one ever played cricket on the dish. What is true, however, is that on the day of the moonwalk, the wind was gusting at 100 kilometres per hour, and although they would never operate the telescope in those conditions for safety reasons, the director gave the go-ahead to do it. So due to my fascination with the dish and Paul and Zoe's interest in space, a visit to parks had been on our radar for quite some time, and conveniently, they have a park run. North Park's Oval Park Run launched in June 2021 and is situated at, unsurprisingly, North Park's Oval within the park's township. There's heaps of parking, nearby toilets, and the course itself is two laps on a mixture of sealed paths, grass, and trail, and does feature some elevation. The average attendance is around 40, but this week saw 22 participants cross the finish line. While I ran the course, Paul and Zoe volunteered on barcode scanning and finish tokens, and our fairy family kept a close watch of proceedings from their dog pram. After my run, I enjoyed a chat with RD Andrew, ED Dan, and even discovered that timekeeper Cameron will be running at Shell Harbour next week. I thought you'd like that. I did get swooped on my second lap by a resident magpie, but all in all, it was a lovely visit to a small yet very welcoming parkrun community. Oh, and there was even some parkrun tourists from Jerobombra. I can't finish my recap without also mentioning that Parks hosts the annual Elvis Festival, which is held in early January to celebrate Elvis's birthday. While in town, we also visited the King's Castle Elvis Museum, which is a collection of Elvis's personal artefacts owned by Greg Page, well known as the original Yellow Wiggle. It included genuine artefacts from Elvis's home and items he wore or used on stage. And although I'm not a big Elvis enthusiast, I did enjoy learning more about his life and seeing the exhibits up close. Now, Ollie. Ask me what I learned about long car trips with dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mel, what did you learn about long car trips with dogs? Well, here's the thing. Before taking off on a long car trip with dogs, it would be prudent to take them on a nice long walk to ensure they empty them little selves out and you don't have to be stopping regularly for rest breaks for said dogs. Mm, mm. So we made that mistake. <laughs> I don't suppose they confer and all agree a suitable time where they all three can go together. We only took two. Oh, sorry, two. My apologies. Poor old Lucy. She got palmed yeah. out to the grandparents because three dogs in the back seat with Zoe was just going to be ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, Lucy is the one that isn't on multiple medications, so she was the easiest one to leave at home with the grandparents. But, yeah, in reality, a nice long walk to wear them out would have been a good idea. Okay. Wear them and out and empty them out. Yes. Because little dogs equals little bladders. Yes. Okay. Another one for the guidebook. <laughs> yeah. Mel's top tourist tips. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, but no, we did enjoy taking the dogs and it was, uh, we had a, a little cabin pretty close to the centre of town, which was just a short walk to the main street where we could have our dinner and buy a coffee and take the dogs in their dog pram. And our cabin was dog friendly. That sounds really pleasant. And yeah, what, what a town just in terms of the history there. Uh, I can't say I'm not a little disappointed that there was no cricket match on the dish. <laughs> but. but they sell little tiny cricket bats and cricket balls in the um, souvenir shop, which is hilarious because <laughs> <laughs> apparently it didn't actually happen. But don't let that get in the way of merchandise. That's right. That's exactly right. But yeah, it, there was there was so much to do, and you know, the event team were just so lovely and um, very happy to chat to us during and after. So very enjoyable trip. But we also got home quite late yesterday, so I am also a little bit worn out. Yeah, that's right. So might be a short pod this week, hey? <laughs> always yes. try we always say that and it doesn't quite happen yeah noted but uh, spoiler alert look forward to seeing you this coming park run day cameron yeah ah but mel did we have some feedback from last week's episode we did we had a message ollie from the ideas man and he said, following up from the Parkwalk logo discussion, the global marketing company has now completed these two designs to recognise Victorian statesmen. Do you want to describe them for us, Ollie? I'll describe them for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so these are two very impressive-looking silhouettes, black silhouettes, as, as many are, um, in the shape of the state of Victoria with white writing spelling out the word greatsman. Uh, one one of which has a capital T, the other one uh, very cleverly placed palm tree in the place of the T, which I have to admit, it does look really quite nice. It looks quite smart. That's a really good description, way better than I could have done. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the states and territories and countries. We can get these made into T-shirts. Yeah. We should get the ideas, man, the global marketing company that he's got mm. onto mm. our mm. new pod logo, seeing as he's now displayed his talents. Ah, see, now I'm seeing a market for these. You know, we've got our milestone pins, uh, our badges. Would we not want to see one of these for each of the uh, the other achievements? And you could collect your pins. Mm. It's wonderful, wonderful creation. So, uh, yeah, keep it up. But moving along to other designs, Ollie. Other designs, yes. So, uh, time for recording. It is past the 25th of September. And, Mel, I am pleased to say I did manage to purchase my ugly Christmas singlets, shirts, visors. Fabulous. All of the above. Wow, you went all out. You got one of everything. <laughs> yes. Well, it's Christmas. That must have been expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas. But, uh, yeah, no, I was, I was very excited, very excited by the multiple designs and was was keen to make sure that Hannah and, and uh, my mum also had some. So, yes, it's Christmas. But if you have missed out on ordering your ugly Christmas singlet or shirt, don't worry. Keep your eye peeled on the Facebook page or on the website, the iheartugly.com website. There may be future chances. There often is. Fingers crossed for anyone that has missed out. Just keep a close eye. Uh, but given, as I mentioned, we are very, very close to the end of September and... 
Well, next park run day is is next month. So, Mel, <gasps> how's the streaking? Oh, I was worried you were going to ask me this. Now, adventurers, I think that you need to give me a pass because last Tuesday and last Wednesday, being that I had a limited time <laughs> to get mm. a podcast to air, I spent every single minute I had editing so that I could have it finished by Wednesday night. So don't you think that earns me a free pass, Ollie? Because I fess up, I missed Tuesday and Wednesday last week of streaking. I think one of the greatest things that I have seen in the streaking community, Mel, is the level of encouragement when people <laughs> do do struggle to streak per their plans. It's all about just making the most of streaking your way. And if you need a pass, then I, I suggest you get a pass. Well, to be fair, my podcast streak didn't get broken. Well, that's true. Yes. <laughs> that's quite right. And I thought it could be prudent to also add, I, I did have a conversation recently with a listener who commented to say, if we record on Monday night, why does it take until Thursday to release the podcast? And I thought, well, that's a fair question because people wouldn't necessarily know what goes on behind the scenes, Ollie. Essentially, Ollie takes a lot of editing to fix. <laughs> No, that's not what it is. But I thought, you know, just for people who might not be aware of what happens, we don't just take the audio that we record on Monday night and throw it into a file and upload it. So there's a lot of post-production that goes on. The music has to get edited in. The sound effects get edited in. There's files from the roving reporters. And there's things that we edit out every time Mel stuffs up reading anything that she's written. <laughs> <laughs> and she does a take two that has to get edited out. There's ums and ahs and all sorts of things. So we tidy it all up. We add in all the little bits and pieces until we get our finished product, and that's why it takes a few days. So we're sorry for that, but uh, in the interest of it being a more concise and less tedious listen, I think it's worth doing. Yeah, and, I mean, we do always aim to have the podcast available close to Parkrun Day. I think it's part of the anticipation and for years and years and years that's, well, maybe just years and years, that's what <laughs> I always looked forward to as, as the weekend approached and particularly on those weekends where I had an adventure planned. Not as often as some of you, but yes. We try to get it out in time for your commute wherever hmm. you may be adventuring to. So it needs to be out Thursday night so that if you've got – uh, a long drive on Friday, like I often do, <laughs> <laughs> which is also another reason why I need to get it out Thursday night. <laughs> anyway, I just thought I'd add that in. No, well, yeah, it's helpful context. But uh, dare I say, someone that doesn't need the level of editing that perhaps I do uh, and has been there throughout streaky September for us, kept us on track and kept us motivated, has been our streakmeister, Pippa who is joining us for this last instalment of Streaky September's encouragement. So should we have a listen now? Hi, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Pippa and we are almost at the end of September and it feels really good from where I'm standing. So how's it been? How are you getting on? Has it become a habit? Are you enjoying getting out? I know that from the Streaky group that we've got people who have simply 
tracked their streak savers on the busy days and enjoyed then the discipline of getting back in to do something longer some of the other days. We're really pleased to see you wherever you are. And if you need to do a day one, then come and join us for a day one. The other thing is that we asked you initially to streak in September. And if on the 1st of October you decide to break that, then that's fine too. Maybe we'll see you next year or at another time in the year. For those of you who are enjoying being part of it, we'll now streak till New Year's Day. Um, So streak to New Year. Uh, And at some point, uh, either the office lady or or Melissa will change the name of the group. Uh, And then we'll just keep supporting each other, possibly slightly less, uh, fewer posts than that time. Does mean, though, got a last few days to get the bingos in. So I managed to walk in the rain this week, which is very exciting. I've walked some new places and I've really enjoyed looking around and making sure I'm actually enjoying what I'm looking at as the season changes. So here's to the end of Streaky September. It's almost there. Well done. You've been brilliant. See you soon. And thanks very much to Pippa for bringing us the Streaky September reports every week through September. And for the reminder that you can stay on in the group if you want to, which transitions after September to Streak to New Year's Day. Or if you like, just come back and join us again next year. Thank you very much, Pepper. But now, Ollie, time to throw to our two roving reporters this week. We have got Tok and Janet. So let's have a listen to them. Howdy, parkrunners. Tok from Inverloch. We've come up to a gorgeously sunny Frank Keenan Reserve Park Run at Yarrawonga. I'm sitting here looking out over the lake. Look at dragon boats going past us. How good is this? And I'm sitting here with the smiley Leah, who's the event director at Frank Keenan. Leah, how did Park Run arrive in Yarrawonga? Uh, well, actually, I was surprised that there wasn't a Park Run here, Top, because it's such a beautiful town, and I'm so glad the weather's turned on for you. Yay to Yarrawonga. It's been very wet the last three weeks, but perfect today, so thanks for coming. Yeah, essentially, I turned up to this town in the start of 2020, and I was like, well, how is there not a Park Run here? It's the most beautiful setting. There's awesome running tracks along the lake, but... COVID hit so I put in an application and unfortunately because of COVID it took what two and a half years before we were up and running Um, but yeah essentially there was the fantastic local park run Cobram which has a fantastic reputation um, and they all jumped on board to get us up and running here as well so that's how it started but it was a bit of a process but we're here. You're a process, you're here. We've run the course this morning. Yes. And I've got to say, the little bit around Chinaman's Island is one of the most stunning bits of a parkrun course that I think I've seen. It's absolutely gorgeous out there. Love it. That uh, really blew my mind away when I went out around that. Yeah, really lucky. And sometimes you'll get some of the rare birds as well because it's a bird-watching area. You'll also get the wallabies, sometimes some bigger kangaroos as well. Haven't hit summer yet. I'm a little bit concerned <laughs> we might need to use that snake kick. I'm glad I've got my emergency nursing experience for that. But no, it's actually it's actually quite safe. And um, yeah, plenty of people on the course, which is really nice. Today, we I reckon we cracked 100 today. 
yeah. 103, I think. I reckon, yeah. Our new course for attendance record. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm yeah. glad you could be here for it, Talk. There's actually a really good crowd out there too, and there's some really speedy people out the front. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> I know. We've um we've got a few runners, local runners. I reckon Brooke, hmm, I should lo- know her last name, but she's in the Australian Institute of Sport. I reckon she's she's got the record. Um, but, yeah, we're really lucky. It's very sporty town come footy season. Yarrawonga is in the netball and the footy grand finals tomorrow. Go Yarrawonga. Um, I reckon pre-season will probably start next week and we will have some real speedy ones from there. So that's that's pretty cool. And, and Leah, how did you get introduced into Parkrun? I believe you might have a connection with someone that is pretty close to Parkrun royalty. Yeah, well, apparently, apparently she is. Look, I had never heard of it until I went up to Queensland about seven years ago. Um, and my sister-in-law, her name's Laura Phillips, and she was originally at the Bushy, I think it's Bushy in, in London. So I think she's under 100, number less than 100. Um, I think less, quite a bit less, actually. So she's got one of the really, really short, short numbers. And, uh, yeah, that's a really, really big deal. Did not know at the time, but she's the one so that just really pushed Parkrun and just said it's the best thing ever. So she signed me up that long ago, yeah. So I don't think I've actually met anyone under about 8,000. So to have someone with a, a two-digit <sighs> Parkrun athlete number, that yeah. would just be mind-blowing. Oh, my God, she's fantastic. They're across in... Um, Western Australia now, but yeah, loves it, loves it, which is really cool. Yeah. No, look, I, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap it there. It's time for a coffee. Oh, definitely. Um, as I said, it is absolutely stunning out here. I've got to say, last night we crossed the bridge, we got halfway back over it, and the heavens opened up on us. Oh yeah. And there is nowhere to hide on that bridge. Absolutely not. Yeah, the light show was was amazing last night we've been pretty lucky the track doesn't get too wet everywhere else is flooded in the district i think this is why we're getting such good numbers at the moment but yeah thanks for coming Tom. stunning course stunning day stunning location well done and uh enjoy your park run yeah cheers thank you so much thanks for coming Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Janet here reporting from aboard the mothership. Oh, wait, no, I'm not aboard the mothership Lockheel today. I'm actually adventuring. I've come up to Port Pirie for the launch of Memorial Park Parkrun. And no, I'm not breaking the rules either. I'm lucky enough to be their event ambassador. So with me this morning, I have event director and run director on the day, Desmond Muzrewa. Good morning, Desmond. How are you? Good morning, Janet. I'm doing very well, thanks. How are the nerves this morning? Oh my gosh, over the top. I'm very excited about what's happening. <laughs> so what prompted you to start a park run here in Port Piri? Oh, well, um, I moved to Port Piri um, a little over two years ago. And the um, uh, first thing I looked for being a park runner was a park run in Port Piri and I couldn't find one. And the closest one was in Port Broaden, which was a fair bit of a drive away. And I thought, um, hang on, why can't we just have a park run um, close by? And you put the wheels in motion, there and yep. I was lucky enough to be given yours to help you support, to help support you and get it up and running. And here we are on launch day. Absolutely. It's taken what, eighteen months Roughly to get to 18 this point. Months. Yes, yep. that's it. Yep. How have you found the council, Desmond? Oh, a remarkable bunch of people. I think um, they were very great just from the get go. Um, my first interactions with them was to um, uh, express this idea of having a park run in Port Pirie and it generated a lot of interest and from then on we had a very good discourse and remarkable support from the council. I'd like to be say uh, to be grateful for them for that. Yep. It's really wonderful, isn't it? It makes such a difference when you've got your council on board with you and you've got that extra support. Yes, indeed. How do you see Port Pirie park run developing? 
Well, on the basis of the conversations that have taken place prior to the launch and what has happened on the launch day itself, I'm very upbeat about the success of Fort Piri Parkrun in the future. Memorial Park Parkrun, should I say, in the future, yes. And your core team? Have you got a good co- uh, core team of volunteers? Oh, yes, indeed. I've got a very keen and enthusiastic um, core team of about 20 people. And um, the list keeps on increasing. So, yep, that's that's so comforting. And I noticed two weeks prior to launch, you had a full roster for launch day. And next week looks pretty full. And you've got the next couple of weeks with people on the roster already. Yes, absolutely. That's um, testament to the fact that um, Port Pirie was waiting for a park run. Agreed. They were ready for a park run and um, it's showing in the numbers. It certainly is, yes. Well, Desmond, congratulations. <laughs> I wish Memorial Park Park Run all the very best and may you grow from strength to strength and bring happiness and health to your local community. Great. Thanks, thanks very much. Thanks, Janet. And before you go, thanks to you as well for your overwhelming support in setting this park run up. We wouldn't have gone here without your kind assistance. My absolute pleasure. <laughs> okay, you. thank you, Desmond. Thank you very much to our two roving reporters this week. Great to hear about the the, the big turnout at Frank Keenan. Yes, yeah, attendance yeah. record out there and. Uh, Nice weather, I do believe as well. Yes, yeah, very helpful. And Port Piri, yeah, I'm pleased to say that I, I've been to Port Piri. Haven't been to the park run. It's been a long time, but sounds like a pretty successful morning. It would be a bit hard to have been to the park run. Only just launched. Yeah, yeah, I was in the wrong spot for that one. <laughs> but well done, well done, Desmond, and and the whole team, the whole family at Memorial Park, and a bit of a South African flavour. Yeah, that's right, we believe. Nice to see some some linkages across the globe there. It is. So, Mel, do we have any mail? No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> nope, okay. it's empty again, but then I haven't um, done that maintenance on it, so... I'm really having bad luck with emails at the moment. We we don't need to go into that. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, everyone, we'll keep encouraging you to email us and uh, should we find that for some reason they're all being held up, we'll have an entire <laughs> podcast dedicated to the emails we haven't been reading out. Either that or we'll get one one day. Moving swiftly along, it's time for Dazz's. And at Dazz's this week, he said, We love that our listeners are from all over the world, but today Dazza is being a parochial Victorian, so it's all about the AFL Grand Final. Dazza doesn't take sides. He just wants to see a good, clean game of footy this afternoon. In brackets, the office lady is a one-eyed swan supporter who will probably shout at the umpires and eat too many party pies. Come on in and tell us all about your pre-footy parkrun fun. And Ollie, top of the ledger this week with the most likes was you. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And you said, Bula from Fiji. Don't tell the office lady that Zali's love of cats will see her firmly in the blue half of the ledger. That's if she wasn't so distracted by Vegemite-related mishaps at the buffet breakfast today. No parkrun here, just an ugly Christmas singlet and one adventurer very ready for the resort pool. May the best team win. And there was a photo of some mug in front of the pool in an ugly singlet. That's right, yes. (laughs) Sounds like fun, though. Well, aside from that breakfast-related matter, yes, it was great fun. We also heard from Tim Robbins in New Zealand who said, 
delightful morning as roving photographer and report writer at the lovely Kapiti Coast Park Run along the Waikane River. A few of us popped up to the front room coastal eatery afterwards for coffee and chit chat. And Tim did share a photo of himself with the rest of the volley team and a rolled up flag. And I was curious, does that incur a fine? Because it's not backwards necessarily. Oh. I think it passes. I don't know. We, we've never considered that. We haven't had a yeah. rolled up flag before. But I wanted to know the name of that river, Ollie. How come that doesn't start with an F like everything else that has a W in front of it? Because I mispronounced it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies to our New Zealand listeners. <laughs> I thought you knew better than me. I thought, oh, it's a little twist on the New Zealand pronunciations. Yeah, a twist purely down to me. Um, <laughs> Moving swiftly on, we heard from Lee Cabarita. That's her born name. And she was at home this week. She said hi, Dazza. After Blackmore's last Sunday, Sally and Bianca did their first marathon and I did the half with Mickey. We shuffled an easy local park run at Parramatta today, followed up with a couple of coffees and park faff. Great to bump into Naomi and Rob too at Cafe 4 to 7. And there was a photo of Lee and the team at brunch and in the selfie frame. Well done, everyone. And we heard on the volley front from Roberta Winters, who said Tail Walker at Ichuka Moama with their talkative run director talks as much as me. A mix of red, blue and white with the halfway marshal undecided in both team colours. Hope the office lady is happy at the end of the evening. And Roberta shared a photo of her in the selfie frame. Should we update any of our international listeners that maybe weren't following the results as to whether the office lady was happy at the end? She was not happy. (laughs) But thank you for your kind wishes, Roberta. Um, The cats won. Spoiler for anyone that is maybe watching this a week late. I'm sure it's been all over social media. If they have any connection to Australia, they will have seen reference, surely. But we also had a milestone coming to us via Chris Gore, and he said all football events were overshadowed this morning with Karen completing her 250th parkrun. She has been parkrunning since 2015 and has participated in 47 different events in two states and three countries. And Chris shared a photo of his lovely wife, Karen, celebrating the 250th. And congratulations to Karen. Hooray. Yeah, well done. Now we heard on the touristic front from Joe McLean, who said, Free footy adventure to Whalen Reserve Parkrun today. First time visit and really loved the course. Lovely green out and back loop, all on paths with just a bit of undulation. The crew there are exceptionally friendly. Only a small event. They have their 50th next week. So if you're looking for somewhere to visit, I highly recommend. Some puddles, but no swans or cats in sight. A double shot skinny cap and an Asahi bowl with friends afterwards. Fab start to the morning. And Joe shared a photo of herself uh, and the group in the selfie frame, plus a very delicious looking brunch. I'm glad you could say the name of that bowl. I don't know how to say that. Oh, I love Asahi bowls. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yep. Very good. And coming to us all the way from South Africa was Caro Voss with an achievement. No grand final for me, but got my cow club event at Durban Point Park Run. And Caro shared a shot over the park runners and the water out there at Durban Point. Thanks, Caro, and congratulations. Congratulations. 
Now, jumping across the ocean, uh, Richard, who said, Bonjour, Dazza. Our start to parkrun this morning was nearly as disastrous as the grand final was for the swans. <gasps> Ouch. Sorry, office lady. Only just made it to the start of Frederick back parkrun line as the countdown was going. Our GPS had us 1,500 metres from the start line. On the plus side, I did run into your Canadian cousin in Montreal. Huh. And and Richard shared us uh, a photo of it. It was a pretty funky-looking sign, but uh, slightly more excitingly, Daz's cousin. What a spitting image. There's a few popping up, Ollie. We had yeah. one last week too. Yeah. One was, I think, in uh, New Zealand. That's right. They're, they're all over the globe. I know. It's the popularity, you see, Ollie. The pod's spreading and people just want to get on board with Dazzers. That's right. Anyway, also overseas on a tourist jaunt, we had Helen Rutter and she said, Hi, Dazza. Lots of lovely park faffer game. This time at Roosevelt Island, D.C., I promised I would walk a park run, so I did. I highly recommend it. So enjoyable. And we had a park faff photo plus a fantastic token return reminder with Gandalf calling the shots. And I did borrow that park faff photo for the Consolidated Club report this week. Yeah, enjoy your touristing, Helen. Joanne Blackbird called in, touristing also, and said, uh, Grand Final is my favourite public holiday of the year. Get to venture further afield for parkrun. This year, traipsed down to Portland. Scenic out and back around the lagoon, and I got tips on the best roads back to Melbourne. Loved it. And Joanne's photo was in the selfie frame, but uh, also a, a shot of a, a quite nice uh, turnaround post there for the park run. So, uh, yeah, they look quite well established there. Oh, Joanne, I know, is a big fan of the ugly Christmas shirts, so I wonder mm. if she's got one for this mm. year. Mm. And lastly, we heard from Christine Imbert, who was in Europe, a bit of international touring at, oh, Mauritia? <laughs> How do you say that, Ollie? Uh, Mauritia. Okay, thank you. Oh, it sounds better <laughs> with the accent. Um, in Rimini, Italy, also watched the sun come up on the beach near our hotel, had a post-park run swim in the Adriatic, explored part of the town, and two of us went up on the big wheel. I don't know what that is, but that sounds like fun. And uh, Christine was touristing in her ugly singlet. Nice work. And uh, my apologies also for my pronunciation, but nonetheless. Yeah, that's on I you. I hope you're enjoying your travels. Yeah, <laughs> it certainly is. It certainly is. Thank you, everyone, for joining us at Dazz's this week. It was another good turnout and plenty of footy banter that we didn't mention there as well. So uh, jump in, I'm sure. Um, well, let's just say I, I, I hope that everyone is, is feeling in better spirits now. Well, that leads us to award an Obie, Ollie. I'm hoping that the envelope is back in your in-tray. Have a look. It certainly is. Oh. It's very hard to miss it this week, Mel. Yeah? It's a, it's a very sharp, bright shade of pink. Oh, that office lady's got lots of lovely colours. That's right. So uh, I will open the envelope. Mm-hmm. That nice supersonic quiet one. <laughs> Hang on. Gosh, it must be stuck tight. It was. It took a bit of bit of wrestling. But the winner this week of the Obie is... Caro. Caro Voss. 
That's right. Congratulations, Caro, on your cow club achievement. And, uh, yeah, what a place to do it too. We hope you're back home soon. Yes, but I'm sure having a fantastic time over there. Wow, well, that makes up for my lack of parkrun, listening to everyone else's stories. Thank you, everyone. Good, good. All righty. So now, Ollie, it's that time of the pod where we have a listen to our informant. So let's see what they've got to say this week. Um, Mel, no informant. No. Uh, was the car in the car park? I didn't look. Mm. Um, mm. Check the bar fridge. <laughs> See if the mm. caramel's gone. Goodness, where are they? Um, yeah. No, look, I, um, I don't know. Was there any emails from HR? <laughs> Not that we'd know because. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. As we said before, um, maybe we're not getting the emails. Mm. Was the informant on an adventure at the weekend? Hasn't come back. Extended holiday. Hmm. Well, Ollie, what we do know is that there was a launch at Memorial Park, South Australia, as reported earlier by Janet Reid. Yes. We know Caro Voss ran her cow at Durban Point in South Africa. We know Karen Gore ran her 250th at Shipwreck Park Run over in WA. We know Robbie Williams looked great in hot pink (laughs) and Vegemite. Doesn't belong on pastries. <laughs> that's right. So that's my abridged version of the stats. With thanks to our adventurous community for informing us. Yes. <laughs> but we do have some more stats. We've got our consolidated club report, don't we, Mel? So how did we go? On Saturday, the 24th of September, of a total of 301 members, 239 took part at 136 locations. There were adventurers in Australia, New Zealand, the UK, South Africa, Canada and the USA. And you can see a breakdown of all the events on our Facebook post, including a link to the report. Thank you, Christine, for that suggestion. Hmm, that's a good idea. Ollie, the largest front... There were officially five adventurers at Frank Keenan Reserve in Victoria who were Toc and Jackie O'Connell, Bruce the Ideas Man, Matthew Billow Billington and Joe Richards. However, we know that two more adventurers signed up on the morning being Joe McCarthy and Joe's Thingo. Yes, Joe's Thingo. I know nothing. <laughs> also coming in with an official five was Umbergong in the ACT with Erica and Matt Hopcraft, Marvellous Mark, Dawn Branton and Ollie. Jiang Ting Huang. Thank you. <laughs> and there were four at Stockton in New South Wales with P1, P2, Paris Lawrence and Lorraine Collison. Wow. There's some some pretty hefty turnouts in some of these park runs this weekend. And what about the largest frond, Mel? I don't know. But what I do know is that there were two at North Park's Oval, being Paul and Zoe Ellis. So who can beat that? (laughs) Nice work. (laughs) Uh, Thank you very much. Congratulations, everyone. Popping up all over the place. Mm. But... um, I suppose it's time to cast our eyes forward, looking forward. Now, last week, you and Simon did bring up Parkwalk and have a bit of a chat about that. And as we step into October, it's Parkwalk time, isn't it? It is. It'll be starting this weekend, won't it? Yes. Gosh, and hopefully 
People are starting to hear more about it, see about it in the socials. So we thought we would give a little bit more information this week about the new volunteer role, Ollie, the Park Walker volunteer role. Oh, would you like me to read it? Yes, please. Okay. So as as part of the Park Walker campaign this October, um, as the announcement goes, we're introducing a brand new but optional volunteer role, the Park Walker it has been created to demonstrate that walking at Parkrun is both encouraged and valued and that walkers are supported. Whilst every event has at least one tail walker, the new Park Walker role will extend this support along the Parkrun course. During the event, the Park Walker or Park Walkers will be positioned ahead of the tail walker but behind those who are running. They provide encouragement and support to anyone who is walking and ensure everyone who is walking feels part of the parkrun community. The park walker or park walkers will receive both a volunteer credit and a walk run credit, providing they have their barcode when carrying out this role. And parkrun will be providing new park walker vests to events that have supplied delivery addresses, uh, which are on their way. And Parkrun has also produced a Parkwalk board, which teams can use to promote walking for photo opportunities to identify Parkwalker volunteers or in whatever other creative ways might be thought of. These can be used throughout October and beyond. Events in Australia and Ireland have been using prompt boards for a few months with huge success and Parkrun is now rolling these out around the world. And uh, we've put our boards into use locally. Mel, do you find many teams using them? While I'm touristing, actually, I think the most popular one is the first timers board. Mm, I'd agree. I think I've seen that used the most. And it was the one that came out first. But interesting, Ollie, I didn't realise that it was only Australia and Ireland that had them. I just assumed all the countries had them. Likewise, yeah. Mm. And, look, I have to apologise. There's my tired head. I think I switched from speaking as Parkrun to to commentating on Parkrun as part of that announcement reading. But uh, I hope the message still came through. So, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing the Parkwalker tops. And uh, they are yet to be received, many parkruns. I'm not aware of any parkruns that have received those tops or vests. But, yeah, it'll be great to see more people getting out and and enjoying their walking at parkrun. And also very excited to know that Juniors is also included in the promotion. So we'll be getting them too. That's great. Be able to encourage kids to come along and just walk at Juniors. Yeah, because I think it is something that many of us take for granted. I mean, certainly um, you you both talked about it last week, but if you don't walk regularly at Parkrun, it might might feel a bit different and you might not realise just how pleasant it can be. And I would say over the years I've walked a lot, especially Mm. because in my first – few years of being a park runner, I had a small child, mm. which Paul and I would often tag team who walked with Zoe and who got to run. And also, you know, the day before a big event, mm-hmm. if you've got a race on a Sunday, traditionally you would walk the park run, maybe try and nab a tower walker position so you could double up your walk and volunteer. Um, So it's not a big thing for me to walk a park run. I might even choose to walk it with a friend rather than do a run in times gone by. Um, I think Australia has got a strong walking community. I think so. I haven't come across a lot of events in all the different ones that I've done 
uh, maybe once in all my different events where I came across an event that maybe you could say wasn't used to having walkers and Mm. wasn't quite across having to be extra patient with a small child taking a little bit longer. But that's not to say that over the years that hasn't changed at that park run. That was quite a few years ago. And, yeah, conversely, I've certainly had some wonderful support from tail walkers and, and other walkers having walked with small children on rare occasions myself. So uh, it would be great to see more people discovering walking at parkrun, more first-timers as well as established parkrunners. It's something I still take for granted for sure. Uh, so I do look forward to doing more of it. So let's see everyone out there. And Mel, I suppose the question then doing an ever so slight segue, is uh, will you be walking or running at Bathurst? Oh, that's a good point. I probably should be walking the Bathurst Park Run because of the event the next day, the Panorama Punish that I am going to need to save my legs for. (laughs) That's right. So that's only three Park Run days away. Gosh. Panorama Punish coming up on the 23rd of October. It is coming up fast. But very much looking forward to it. I just hope I can do it. I just hope I can get myself around the course in the required time. The atmosphere and the excitement of the event, I'm sure you'll do great and it will be wonderful to see many adventurers out there being a part of it. I really look forward to seeing it all for the first time. And we should maybe let people know in case they haven't seen in their emails or on social media, there's a dinner. Mm. Is that the Saturday night before the event? Do you remember, That's right. Yeah, that's right. And I think positions are quite limited now as that has been promoted for a little while. So if you haven't checked it out and and you do want to attend that dinner, uh, do check your emails. Uh, I'm not sure if there are still positions left. But just in case, uh, it's a pasta dinner. Mm. And of course, yeah, as I mentioned, Bathurst Park Run on Saturday morning. It's very much part of the plan for myself, at least. Will you be going there? Isn't that what we discussed that I would walk at? (laughs) That's the one. Yes. Hello. Are you awake still? Wake up, Ollie. Wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Coffee time. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Now, um, One other point is that Friday the 30th is International Podcast Day, something that we've always highlighted in this very same podcast. That's right. We don't have anything special planned. (laughs) No. Other than to say it is the day. It's nice to tip the hat at the day of the podcast or uh, towards the day of the podcast as a celebration. Uh, I know that uh, listener and, and now slightly more involved in this particular one, podcasts are such a handy thing. It's a great way to be able to connect with you know, like-minded people, discover new things, and I'm sure that we all listen to a great variety of podcasts. So maybe we need a little share at some stage around what are, what are our other podcast tips, suggestions that people can can throw at the community. Interestingly, on my very long drive, Ollie, Mm. I was yet again listening to back episodes of the Parkrun Adventures podcast. Mm. And I was listening to an episode with Robbo and Mel and Scott were discussing his magical marathon Uh, podcast. Ah, yes, yep, yep. And 
He was reminiscing back to the days when he did the Parkrun Australia podcast and podcasts were a very early concept back then, mm. whereas now everybody knows about podcasts and, and many, many people will just listen to them and download them and have their favourites and all sorts of things. That's right. So I know Eman is always very curious to ask people, what other podcasts do you listen to? And I thought I would ask you, Ollie. You might like to share with the listeners if you do listen to other podcasts. Well, much less than I used to, particularly because I don't drive to work as much as I used to. I had always enjoyed listening, of course, to our friends with me now. And um, sadly, I don't get to listen to them as often as I as I used to. There are, I suppose, you know, different interest podcasts that pop up from time to time. But, you know, this is where I have to come clean and say, as a big soccer fan, I, I do tend to uh, consume most of my love for uh, the round ball game through podcasts. So that does dominate my interest at times. Hmm. But yeah, aside from that, you know, things like the odd TED talk or, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of any others I've listened to recently. What about yourself, Mel? I like listening to health podcasts mm-hmm. with the latest, um, I suppose, health advice. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of psychology-type podcasts. Mm-hmm. And oh, one of my favourites is a podcast of one's own, which is Julia Gillard's podcast. Thank you. Where yep. she interviews a lot of very notable and often unknown by the general population are women yep. and I enjoy hearing all those stories of some very remarkable women and of course I listen to With Me Now. I don't listen to any other sports ones though uh, and the news. I like to listen to the news. <laughs> but no, you've, you've sparked an interest. I need to go and, and look at my podcast list and probably listen to some of the podcasts I'd bookmarked to listen to over time, <laughs> like the ones I thought I'd listen to in my week off. We should probably even ask listeners to give us reviews. I know Scott and Mel had done that in the past, but do you know what, Ollie? I don't even know where to tell them to go to do it. I suppose on your different platforms. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But there's something to test out whether our email is working. (laughs) (laughs) You've got some tips around the best ways of giving reviews, best locations for it. Please get in touch with us. Oh, good point. But nonetheless, happy International Podcast Day. Mel, thanks for being a part of the international podcasting community and thanks to all of our fellow podcasters out there for keeping us all entertained. Mm, Okay. Time to start wrapping things up, I suppose, Ollie. Yes. So next park run day, where are you off to, Mel? Oh, I have no idea. I'm I'm not over last week's one yet. No, I can understand that. <laughs> and I got home and all my thoughts were to preparing for this very night's recording. So I haven't even thought of it. I'm not even going to say I'm going to put in an alphabet wheel this week because that's just my work. <laughs> So, I don't know, maybe I will just post on the Office Ladies Friday post to announce where I decide I go. That's right. Bit of recovery time, bit of rest. What about you? Uh, I will run direct at home. Ah. I'm back to Shell Harbour. You are looking out for Cameron. That's right. Hope to see you there. He'll be the one that puts his hand up and says that he's from Parks. Excellent. (laughs) That'll help. So look forward to it very much so. After a week off, it'll be good to get back to park run. But look, um, before that, I'm looking forward to getting back to bed, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) Well, okay. Well, we shall wrap up and let you catch up on some 
I don't know, really we should feel bad? You've just had a week in a tropical <laughs> paradise and now you're complaining that you're tired? <laughs> Thought I was going to get away with it. <laughs> Go and have some sleep. <laughs> but as always, you can contact us via Facebook or on our very full email, which is parkrunadventures at gmail.com. That's it for another week. We'll see you all next week for more adventures. Better find an envelope for the Obi, I suppose. Oh, oh, what's this? A note. Oh, dear office lady, we thought about putting this note amongst the post-its on Ollie's desk, or under the Ainsbury roster on Mel's desk, but then we thought, no, you're the one that will get the biggest shock reading this note. We're gone, office lady. Out of here, Vermoose, Splitsville. Whatever other cliches you like that mean we've left the building, you can have the comfy chair. The debacle over Ollie getting all the caramel at the last stupid harbour front was the final straw. We'll keep publishing our spreadsheets on the informant.me, but we're not coming to level two with a view that isn't even that great anymore. Try having fun without us. See ya. <laughs>